What's up, everybody? My name is Michael. Hi, my name is Yemisi. And I'm Tonye. And welcome to the Untangled Podcast. It's been a moment, it's been a minute yeah. um, that we've, we've done anything untangled. Um, but welcome everyone to this new season uh, of the Untangled Podcast. And of Untangled, new things for unt- Untangled in general. Welcome people. Yems, Toye, what's up? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It's been, it's been how long? What? Five months? Four months? I don't even know if we should say Happy New Year to people. I think that people are going to be like, uh, it's already 2022. What are you saying? I think we've missed our boats. <laughs> I think we missed the boat too. But you know what? You know, life happens. Adulting yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, now we're starting Untangled in the summer instead of in, you know, the beginning of the year. Yes, but the most important thing is that we're back and we are here again to share and spend more time with our folks. Um, look, you guys, it's been such a long time I've had debates with you guys, so I have a bank, a bank of debatable arguments to have with us. I've missed these conversations. I've missed you guys. I've missed, I've missed our, our untangled patrons. We haven't yep. figured out a name for them yet. But I miss our untangled patrons. I've missed you guys. I've missed us actually having like very deep conversations about, you know, general things. I don't know. I haven't had that in a while. I've been too much into my books. Oh my yeah, it's like you've taken so many exams. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's almost like, like every time I call you or every time we talk, you're like, oh, I have these exams. I have these exams. I have these exams. Whoa. <laughs> my sister was like, ah, exam no they finish. Why is that you? You're only the one taking exam every week. I'm like, it's a lot of material. It's uh honestly, it is rewiring and reshaping my brain, which is what school is supposed to do to you anyway. But that much material consuming it, going to write an exam and then preparing for a new one, a new one, a new one, a new one. Uh, but you know what? I'm excited. I have only two more semesters to finish a semester. Sorry, two more weeks to finish a semester. So I'm excited for summer. That's cool. That is cool. I mean, we've, we've, um, I think you're almost done. You're done with the first year. So really, I think the next time that we gather for a title, Hopefully, it will be the next time that we gather for a tag. We will be done with, with school. <laughs> but I've missed everyone. I've missed you guys. I've missed the all untangled um, community. You know, just having those Sunday conversations and just banging it out. But the goal, in as much as we are consistent and everything, we've been extremely busy this year. And, um, and of course, our things have normalized in kind of in a way. So with Tonya, I think Tonya, you guys are still on lockdown, but at least things have normalized in terms of being on lockdown and functioning and working on lockdown. How's that been? Yeah, um, obviously the severe lockdown has been relieved a little bit. Um, things are opening up a little bit more. We're, about, we're allowed to go outside now and meet in small groups. Um, so that's relieving a little bit sort of a mental stress and, you know, the mental mm. health conditions that have locked people down in their houses for about a year or so now. Um, hopefully by June, you know, things are back to pretty much normal. Um, and, you know, we've got something called, we've got outdoor eating these days, you know, where you can go out and eat, but you cannot eat indoors. So you can go to restaurants and bars and you can all just relax outside but it's cold so i went around the first the first week and i did a couple of it but um it was fun but after the first 30 minutes because it's so cold you're like nah this is not fun anymore <laughs> i can't just be out here eating in this cold weather or drinking in this cold weather like i'm a penguin so i'm going to go back indoors and just hibernate until the, everything is allowed to be proper again but yeah people are still having fun everything's booked out like restaurants and bars are booked out all the way to july so people evidently have been locked up for so long and just really want to release. So yeah, mm. that's where we are. Yeah, so yeah, I have a question actually, I have a question. I'm, I'm asking for a friend, please. Um, so by the end of June, how long will your beard be? I'm just, 
just, <laughs> it seems like this started at the beginning of the pandemic and we have all been watching you groom it. We've been grooming it along with you. <laughs> so I want to know if you have been measuring it, how long is going to be by the time the pandemic is over? It will be, I guess it will be in measurement two full pandemic <laughs> lens, or two full lockdown lens. <laughs> ah, ah, a full lockdown lens is this. <laughs> Why you at it? Drop, drop your grooming routine. Mm, I'm happy do to video, do so. Do video, do video, do yeah. out video, and show us, and show us all your tricks. I am certainly happy to do so. I did I did uh, trim it a couple times during um, lockdown because there were one or two times when, so right now the barbers are open again. Um, so I've gone back to the barbers and I've been able to sort of trim it down. But I think the first lockdown when we just went for a long time and nothing nothing was open, um, it was about seven months and I was, I was like this and you guys probably remember. So I have trimmed it since then. Um, but yeah, it's still growing pretty good. I don't, I don't take it down too much when I trim it. I just like, you know, cut off the ends um, and just bring it back to a little bit more respectable <laughs> uh, length so that people don't start fearing me. <laughs> respectable length? I mean, it's it's subjective, isn't it? Because this 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 lens is still is still my mom still my mom is still like you should trim your beard you should trim your beard this is too much this is too much like she sees me on Google. Michael, is Michael's lens uh, respectable? <laughs> Even this mouth feels like it's a it's a lot for some people. Do you know what? At the end of the day, I think the beard thing is it depends on the kind of image you have and the kind of you know environment you work in. Um, um, you know, kind of things you want to portray. So Mike, you know, Mike is a marketer. He's a yoga instructor. This is this is a good, respectable lead for somebody who wants to be taken seriously in this field. <laughs> as, as a yogi, should be. Should be well, like, to be fair, as a yogi, you should be going for that. Like, yeah, and then I put it like, you know, I weave it and... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're, 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 the thing is, you're, you're, you're growing in your experience as a yogi, right? You cannot be, you cannot be a, a, a master yogi um, and have um, short beard. When you get to master yogi, you have long beard. But as you're growing in the yeah, experience, yeah, you keep yeah. on growing the beard. So it, it gives you uh, a bit more credibility. People are bad of you. <laughs> anyway, so before we started this, um, yeah, we see had to go and get herself ready because our life coach told us that anywhere that you have to show up, that you need to represent, <laughs> your pictures should be they should be able to take your picture and then you're like no, no don't take my picture <laughs> so um so yeah this is yeah all representing and all of that but it's good to be back guys um what are we going to talk about today i just wanted us to come on here and just randomly chat what have yeah. been on your mind lately so what did you guys miss the most about untangled what do we what do i miss the most what did you miss the most about Untangled? Hmm. I think for me is that I'm a creature of habit, that routine thing, just having like that routine of every Sunday, doing the show every Sunday and having those conversations, the routine and the conversations. I think that's what I miss the most. What about you, Tony? You know, I think I miss the intimacy the intimacy of having um, different variety of, of conversations with a select group of people and then going to share that with sort of our untangled folk who usually come on every day. So that, you know, after a couple of weeks that you become intimate with them, you know, they become, you kind of get to know them on a bit more personal level. Um, our regular folks who have bought some land in, in untangled, as we usually say, you kind of know their views, you get to know their outlooks, you get to kind of know um, what they think about certain things. Um, usually the Zoom chats afterwards that we have, um, the after party, that, as, as we usually call it, you know, that sort of relaxed, nice atmosphere where people can really just share what they think. And, you know, there was one day we talked, we, we went from politics to talking about sex, talking about, um, again, political ideology and then, you know, different things. Um, we talked about Magung that day. It was the most hilarious day, I think. <laughs> Somebody brought the topic of Magung on. Um, but it's just having that sort of intimacy with, those, with that group of people. And, and um, you know, everybody just pointing, yes, I know something about this and I can share a personal experience about this. Um, and, you know, 
that personal experience sharing bit we've missed. We do to get it back. Uh, do you guys know what I missed most? Well, I missed everything you guys missed, but I also missed all of the hot gist and hot happenings in life that we were not talking about, like the Mega Marco and um, Prince Harry conversation with Oprah. Yeah, yeah. I missed that yeah. we didn't untangle that. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> oh. There's so much that we've not untangled. So much to untangle. So much that we've missed out yes. on. Did you guys see uh, Daniel Kaluuya, who said who was giving his Oscar speech and said, "You know, I'm grateful to God. You know, life is good. My parents had sex." <laughs> I saw that. You said like, that. Uh, yeah, he's grateful to his parents because if his parents did not have sex, he wouldn't be there. He wouldn't be here. Okay. <laughs> he's, like, he's African what I look like. What is he saying? You what is he talking about? <laughs> you can see I mouth the words. What is he saying? I was like, no, this guy is good together. That's open. <laughs> but yeah, we I missed we missed untangling since we are just talking about some of the things that has gone down that have gone down. We missed untangling um Bonaboy and Whiskey both winning Grammys. Um uh what else did we miss? Uh, thing. I'm we just made. trying to focus on the good news because there's been so much bad news outside um from the continent and even outside of the continent. There's been so much bad news. Yeah. Um, but I'm just focusing on a bit of the good news. Missed the conviction of the man that shot um, uh, George Floyd. George Floyd. Um, George Floyd, yeah. Yeah. So, that was a huge one, actually. And, yeah. uh, and the subsequent killings that have happened since the beginning of this year till now. Yeah. Just, you know, because now it's almost like a compilation of, you know, killings every week just you know for just being slightly aggressive or deciding to escape from the police it's so we missed all of that we actually also didn't never untangle the vaccine even though some of us have gotten it already yeah we never untangled vaccine that's true we wanted to talk about that at some point um tony have you gotten vaccinated i haven't Okay, why? Well, I mean, most people in the UK have. Um, well, not most people. I don't know. I can't remember what it is. But it's uh, most adults in the UK have. Um, I guess I'm just not sort of the prioritized on the prioritized list. But many people I know have been vaccinated, um, and I, it's a good thing. I feel like you know I'm healthy, so fingers crossed I continue to remain so. But I'm sure they'll call me up soon. Hmm. Awesome. Okay. But how awesome. do they? How do they? How are they selecting people that are eligible to be vaccinated? So they start. They started with the um, elderly people. Uh, so the most vulnerable elderly people. Um, I think from seventy years and up, something like that. Um, and then they worked their way through to the next level of people with serious conditions, um, asthmatic people, people with serious health conditions. Um, uh, so they did those. So regardless of your age, um, as long as you have a serious health condition, and then they walked their ways towards again the age, so that sixties, fifties, forties, and obviously they'll come down to the youngest, most uh, active of the population, um, which I think I fall in. I mean, obviously not not <laughs> not, not in the adolescent age. <laughs> I said, you think you're better than the rest of the population, right? Active, well, you know, he thinks he's young. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he's young. You know, they say, they say um, when you are young, you need to take pride in, in the fact that you're active. And when you're old, take pride in the fact that you have wisdom. So right now, I need to enjoy and take pride in the fact that I am active and enjoy that. Who says that, Tony? I've never heard <laughs> It is a wise saying <laughs> by the elders. <laughs> a young man should take pride in his activity and, you know, um, spread forth his enjoyment across the world. I know, I know an old man should take pride in his... You think you are young. You're so hey, hey. 
That's the one that I'm trying to wrap my head around. So <laughs> you, you, you group yourself. When they say young people, you group yourself like... like why is he shocked? Why are you shocked yeah, about that? Like you're in Gen Z. Thank you. I'm not Gen Z. Uh, I'm a millennial, but why are you so sure? That says it all. That says it all. Better look for where I get back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, speak for yourself, Michael. Speak for yourself. <laughs> stop picking out Tony. Please leave him alone. The man has been through so much with his beard this year. Hmm? <laughs> Yes, you got your second dose, right? Oh, yes. I got it in February. Okay. I got it in February. Because I'm like, you know, I'm always around sick people, so I might as well get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so what are you guys, what have been on your mind? What do you want to talk about? I don't know. I like to talk about what our plans are for the future with the next season because what well, this is sort of like an intro into the next season, right? Mm. We had all of these topics that we had mapped out, so we've been we've been <laughs> we've been trying to pull a comeback. We've been trying to pull a comeback. Like, um, let me think of a pop art, uh, star that has been trying to make a comeback. Think, 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 think. I'm not Britney sure. Spears? No, Britney Spears is sick. Um, I'm thinking of another one. Let's think. Which other one? Anyway, I don't know. Jenna Jackson. Jenna Jackson is not, really, not really trying to do a comeback. To do a comeback. I don't think so. Not now, but, but she did do a comeback like, like, I don't know, a couple years ago, right? She, she went off for a while and then she did a massive comeback, didn't she? With the Justin Timberlake thing and then... Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Me yeah. Just... Mike is too young to remember that. Ah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, are you calling me old? <laughs> no, but you know, there was that one topic that we're supposed to talk about on Valentine's Day. My birthday that you guys forgot, and I passively aggressively reminded you guys of this is how they do me here, guys. Anyway, <clears throat> the topic I about didn't forget though, when I message it was still the same day in America. <laughs> it was still the same day. It was still the same day. Your birthday did not pass. Yes. That's a fair point. Michael snuck into my DM. At 11.59 p.m. <laughs> my time. <laughs> then Tony proceeded to call us in group call because he knew I was going to have him. He called us in group call the next day. <laughs> he said he's talking to my DM. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happened. But I remember we were supposed to talk about long-distance relationships. Uh, I know... Was that long distance relationship or just what is love or something? Or felt like love, what is love was too flaky. I think it was long distance relationship, right? Um, yeah, I think that's what we decided to talk yeah, about were... on Valentine's Day. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It was have... Mike Mike inspired, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Mike inspired. Mike is very Mike Mike is very for long-distance relationships. Who said that? Antonia and I are very... He's, he's all for phone sex. Calling, <laughs> I love you. Talking on phone. Messaging. I'll see you in two years' time. I'll, I'll plan a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> all these soppy things going on. I was like, please, I've done it before. It didn't work out. I'm not going to do it again. Can we just move on? Mike is like, what is wrong with it? Right, if you guys right, really right. care about each other, if you, I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot of work. It's like a full-time job. It is, right? I swear, long distance relationships are like a full-time job. It takes a whole lot of work. You know, always synchronizing schedules and stuff like that. But I think the secret to long-distance relationship is having a routine. 
if there is a routine. But mm. the risk with having a routine would be that after a while, it becomes like monotonous. you're going through the motions. It becomes monotonous. But it's good to have a routine because if there is a particular time every day, if you guys choose to speak every day that you talk, then that time is there. You know that you always talk to that person at that time outside of you know random messages and all of that. So you know, okay, this time, this is when we talk. So every day, um, if you talk to each other every day and say stuff like good morning every day, you know that you need to respond or you need to say good morning every day. So more or less like you build a routine into your everyday life because life will still go on happening for both parties, wherever you find yourself. The other person will be doing their thing. You will be doing your thing. So at the end of the day, if you don't weave in a routine or create some sort of structure into your everyday life that involves that person, it makes it a lot more difficult, which is why I'm saying like it's like a, it's like a freaking full-time job. But it would have been an it is an interesting topic. I think so too, because first of all, I like to consider what people consider to be, what is the distance that is... <laughs> consider to be long distance because some people who live in Naja and they are going to date somebody who lives in Ikeja. That's considered long distance to them. In their yes. yes. It's true, Tony. You could really much be living in different countries. Living, <laughs> you could be living in different countries because by the time that you commute from Aja to Ikeja, on a normal day in Lagos, there is so much traffic. So you need to literally plan. People need to stop taking the piece, honestly. How can you live in Aja and, and somebody <laughs> live in Ikeja and you say you are in a long distance relationship? Like, what about people who live in Russia and their partners live in, um, I don't know, in Brazil? That is a proper long distance relationship where you need to take a, a 14 hour flight, where you have 6,000 miles difference. You cannot live in Aja and Ikeja and maybe have a three-hour or two-hour commute and say you're in a long-distance relationship. So would you say, would you say if somebody lived in Ghana and then the other person lives in Nigeria, would you say that's a long-distance relationship? Pretty much, yes, because but you need to plan, you, you need that to do all that stuff. Fly from Lagos to Ghana and uh, from Nigeria to Ghana, you will arrive, meet your significant other, but the person that is commuting from Ajaha to Keja has not gotten there. How, <laughs> how often can you fly to Ghana if, if you're a middle-class person just, you know, uh, uh, working a normal job? How, how often can you fly? Every weekend? Every, tw twice a week? You know, that sort of stuff, that logistics and that sort of money to spend, it's a barrier to your relationship, isn't it? Mm. If you can't afford, if, except you're a wealthy person that can afford to fly there, um, Every, every week or so, or twice a week. But just a normal person, you probably can't afford to do that more than, you know, once a month. But what if you live career. in different states? You live in the same country, but you live in different states. Yeah, that's also a barrier. Well, I was talking about barriers here. I was talking about long distance. Is it considered long distance? Because you talked about Russia and maybe the UK or something. That's really understandable. If I was dating somebody in Nigeria now and there's a six or seven hour difference, that's a huge barrier. But what if I was dating somebody, I live in Texas. What if I was dating somebody who lives in California and my flight is two hours to the person? Yeah, that's still, a, that's that's pretty much like Nigeria, Ghana, isn't it? That's still, yeah. well, probably not the same in terms of flight time, but that's, that's still a long distance relationship. Mm. But I the, when, when I hear the same city, that's taking the piss. <laughs> I think that, that the, the most complicated kind of long distance, maybe we can group them into different kinds, you know, long distance depending on, you know, um, um, miles and distance apart. And long distance could also be depending on, um, on time zones because time zones can really, really mess things up. When one yeah. person and the other person is waking up, then the time zone, everything is all jumbled in together. So it makes it a bit more tricky for you to mm -hmm. navigate that, but it's not impossible, it's still doable. Um, but yeah, I think maybe we group that into, okay, same city, same country. Um, I'm not even going to count same city though. 
I won't count same city because you still have a bit of flexibility. You still have, you all can move in together. You can decide to move in together. You can decide to, you know, navigate that. But still, I, I get why some people might consider it long distance, especially, you know, professionals that are working. I don't business. get it. You don't get it. Same city, same state. I, no. I, don't, I don't get it either. If it's the same state, I don't, in fact, honestly, if it's the same country, I don't, I don't really see it as a barrier. I think, well, we, you know, we also discussed about, you know, if you are starting a new relationship, is long distance, you know, something you really want to consider. Or if you have already been in the relationship and then maybe work takes you apart from each other and you kind of know the direction that both of you may or may not be going to, then the long distance may not be so hard on your relationship. But if I know what I want from a person, if we're in the same country, I don't think really think see that as a barrier. Long distance for me is what you said, Michael. We're in different time zones. You know, somebody lives in a totally different country with totally different cultures from mine. You know, it's almost like we're polar opposites and we have to, we really, really, really have to sacrifice a lot to spend time with each other. That's where the issue will be for me. But if your morning is my morning and we can always see each other every time, there are no obstacles to flying in and flying out, then I have no problem with it. But yeah, America has like different time zones, don't they? In the same country. Yes, yes. But so, the time yeah. zones there are like one hour difference. So it's not really yeah. a big deal. Because for mm. me now at 11 o'clock, my friend who is in, um, what, Atlanta, it's 12 o'clock. Maybe California is two hours two hours behind. So if it's too bad, I speak to you when I'm at eight o'clock, you speak to me when you're at six o'clock. So it's not really a big deal like that. But what I'm trying to say is, uh, in addition to the whole barrier thing is, for example, maybe if we're talking about, you know, having the right papers to travel or not travel, you know, that's that's a huge barrier by itself or... Mm -hmm. Yeah, being able to drive or being able to fly, you know, then it, it now becomes one-sided. It's a huge burden. But if we will both have the flexibility to fly in and out and travel everywhere we want to go, no, I don't see any problem with it. But not everybody has that sort of flexibility. No, not everybody has that. Um, and I see it as, you know, within the same state, within the same city, you can't cluster as long distance. But once you're crossing state lines, I think that is that is long distance. Hold on, though, because in Texas, you can drive for eight hours and you're still within Texas. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. Texas people, you Texas people are just weird. You Texas people just need to suck your shit out. <laughs> Texas people always come up with their own idiosyncrasies. Yeah, and this, is, just... this is the wide roads, no traffic. You can drive for eight full hours and you're still within Texas. So please, let me just say the same, same states. <laughs> yeah. Texas is things like that. And we love it. Don't worry. I think, um, I think for different people, the people kind of like define, there is that general definition or that general idea of what long distance looks like, which is some of the things that we've mentioned, you know, different time zones, miles apart that you need to travel, you need travel papers and stuff like that. Um, but for some people, they might still find it challenging to, um, even if they're in the same states, it might still feel like it might not in the concept of, or our definition of long distance, it might not fall under that, but it can still feel like it's a long distance thing. Um, which brings me to the next um, question. I think we also talked about when is long distance a, a relationship um, a good thing? Because I remember saying that when I started my long distance relationship, like it was a good thing for me because I'm not so much of a, um, we need to be in the same space. We need to be together. We need to, like, I need my space. Like, I don't want all of that, especially when I'm just starting something out. I don't want, I need, I need to ease into it. <laughs> I need to ease into it um, because I'm used to my own thing. I'm used to living alone. I'm used to doing stuff alone. So long distance kind of pays off for me. And then I'm extremely busy. So long distance paid off for me because at that point in my life, that's what I needed. 
I couldn't sustain something that I would be seeing the person every day or that I would feel obligated to see the person every week or every day. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I can't, I couldn't sustain that at the time. I'm not talking about now. I mean, at the time. So there are times at long distance and also depending on the kind of the person's love language or your love language. If your love language is quality time and physical touch, then it becomes like a problem because those are your love languages. This is, that's how you know how to receive love or show love, being in the same space and physical touch, for instance. And long distance makes that a bit more difficult and challenging. I don't know. That last point you just made is definitely one. Um, yeah, because I mean, I've not always been sort of the biggest subscriber of love, love language, but I kind of, you know, get the idea and I kind of agree with it roughly. And I think those two are mine. Uh, and that's probably why long distance relationships don't um, feel attractive to me. But I think, you know, it's, it's worth an experience anyway, anytime you're in love. Yeah, sorry for the camera. Can you say your love languages again? Uh, <laughs> we are talking about long, long distance, long distance relationships. I can't even say the words anymore. Please tell us for the camera for the ladies. Please tell us your love language. <laughs> no, but I get what you mean, though, Michael. I get what you mean. Um, I, I'm sure that somebody whose love language is um, spending quality time and physical touch. Let me echo that. That's Tony's love language. Spending quality time and physical touch. If somebody like that were to get into a relationship, I'm sure they wouldn't actually even subscribe to long distance in the first place. It would not, especially if they are aware that that's what their love language is, they would never ever probably go into a long distance relationship. But I also, I feel like, I feel like if you People forget these things. People forget this love language. Yes, we say it, but when you start talking to someone new you forget i don't know it's not something that is top of the mind um, for me that i always remember it's later on that i'm like okay something is missing then oh my love language is oh okay i like this oh this person is not giving me this that kind of a thing is not top of the mind so it always you... comes back doesn't it? it always comes back it's not top of the mind when you start talking to someone and you're enjoying the conversation and you're you know enjoying this person's personality mm. and you get to get into sort of love many things about this person but it always comes back at some point because it's persistent it's always like why aren't you just here next to me and we can have this conversation here why are you so far away um and, yeah, and if that it's... continues to dog you throughout the relationship then it makes it you know it's always like a sticking point yeah, but you can still be in a relationship with a person in the same city, in the same states, and your love language needs are still not being met. Of course. So whether I, I feel I feel like the thing there would be, I mean, maybe different personalities, because if we stay away from each other for two months and if we see each other for one week and you are giving me all of my love languages within that one week. That is valuable to me. You are fulfilling my need for that love language. And the distance is not the issue there. The point here is that when we see each other, how do we connect? Do we connect on a level where I feel like my needs are being met? So love language or not, that may not really come into play in long distance for me. How long does that last you, James? That, that, that refilling of gas, how long does it last you? <laughs> <laughs> oh oh my God. God. Your wallet is too much. But... <laughs> That's up for the camera. For the young men and the gentlemen in the house. <laughs> no, but but I mean, if you, what I've realized is that if two people really connect with each other, even if it's long distance, then it's strange in the relationship. But if when you see each other, you, like I said, fulfill those needs, even if it's twice in a year that you do that. Honestly, I think people can really survive on long distances for at least, at least two years. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you said, you said, you're not sure about that. <laughs> I'm not sure because I've only done it once. That's why. <laughs> See, 
but then is, again, there's also something. Did you guys consider the gender consideration with lo uh, long distances? Are men more, are women more prone to accept long distance and survive that relationship than men are? Or is it the other way around? I don't want to generalize. I don't want to generalize <laughs> before I get canceled. But I do believe that women um, tend to do better in long distance relationships than men um, are just because of the nature, nature of men. I mean, biologically and, you know, just because men are men. I don't know how else to say it. Um, are you saying men has come? Is that what <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. So it might be easier for women to function in a long distance relationship than, um, than men, which is where, um, which brings us to trust issues, you know, especially with long distance relationships. Do you trust your partner that your partner is not doing something on the other side? Um, there is that. And a lot of times, just statistic statistically, men tend to, you know, have like a side piece while women, growing up, we had all of these many stories. Like these stories were something like, uh, you know, it was something that we, we saw a lot where the wife would be, in Nigeria, for instance, or the wife would be in the village and the man is away and they're like in this long distance thing and the man will pretty much have another family <laughs> or have something going on wherever it is. And then the main wife or like they would be side chicks and, you know, girlfriends and stuff like that. There are so many case studies or so many people that I know growing up that did that. So which is why I have this notion about it being a lot more, um, not a lot more easier, women being more disciplined when it comes to commitments in long distance, when it comes to long distance relationships. Tony is thinking. Mm, I was considering. I think um, we're, we're coming to know that men and women don't have specific beings as in as we as we evolve as human beings we're, we're coming to realize and better um for the better indeed that the things that we normally associate associate with women and things we normally associate with men are all interchangeable uh and stereotypes has, has sort of left us put people in boxes for such a long time um, this might be one of those avenues or one of those areas where the things that we normally associate with each gender um, are interchangeable. And you can see men, you know, having sort of more women tendencies, things, normal stereotype women tendencies and vice versa. So I don't really know, but I can I can get the, the point about how um, what Mike says about, you know, generally women may tend to cope better in, in these situations. I can understand that. But I can also see that there'll be areas of vice um, interchangeability. Do you think it's because men can compartmentalize a lot? I wouldn't say better, but men have been known to compartmentalize a lot. Do you think that that's the reason why, well, well, um, do you think that's the reason why they would be in a long distance relationship with a woman? They would still have other people on the side, but then they would still have on the top of their minds that girl that they left somewhere and in their mind, this is where they are still going to end up in. Because with some women, the thought process is, if I go along with somebody else, then my emotions are going along with that person as well. But you men are able to separate your emotions for a particular person, and then know this is just physical. Do you think that if we eventually get to the point where we can say, okay, let's have long distance relationships, but let's all, let's agree to be in an open long distance relationship. Do you think that that's, those long distance relationships will work better? Because right now it's, nobody's agreeing that the men should have side chicks while we're in a long distance relationship. So what you're saying, Yems, is that women- 
it depends on who you are talking to. There are some people that they've kind of like they they have these rules. Um, like okay, we are going to since we are not not in the same city, I cannot meet your needs. Your needs needs to be met. So how about you have a side piece, and then there are like rules to you know. I think most open relationships there is they, they have rules in terms of you can do this, you can't do this. You can, I need to know about this person. I need to, like they have like different sets of rules for most open relationships. Because if you open something up, then you should put some sort of cap to it. Otherwise it will just be, you know, it will be flowing. It will be flowing endlessly. So you need to put, you need to put some sort of control. So I do think that they will in that, instance and in that scenario a lot of people will kind of like set these ground rules of things that that are allowed maybe it could even be you cannot sleep with the same person twice it could you know so i think those rules will kind of like help michael please let's michael please i'm just gonna i'm just gonna this is what happens on a tango we start a regular conversation and then it goes out of proportion and then somebody is saying you cannot i'm gonna tell my girlfriend <laughs> I'm okay with you sleeping with people, but please make sure you don't sleep don't with want to. people. <laughs> please make sure you go in front and spread the love. All the so, <laughs> so, so. Let me just let me just bring it all down because I know I'm the one who has been asking us the excellent questions. See, people, this is what happens. We start a conversation and then we'll go out of uh, go out of we're still we're still within topic though. But Michael, I want us to untangle that part about open relationships and allowing each other to sleep with other people, but don't sleep with other people twice. No, I no, I said, no, <laughs> you can set your own rules. What works for both of you? If she says that she's like, that doesn't work for me, you need to have like one side chick and then that's it. Then, then, Ma then. Mike, give us some more examples of other rules. Um, I, I just brought <laughs> Why do you think I'm the custodian of those rules? What makes you think I'm the custodian of those rules? Um, well, let's try. Let's try. You can, um, maybe you can't. There are people that do. You should. You guys should actually look this thing up. You should go on YouTube. Talking about open, open relationships. They have like some people have rules like you can't kiss. If you are hooking up with someone outside, you can't kiss. You can't bring the person to our um, our matrimonial bed or our home. You can't. Um, um, I need to know about the person. We need to literally interview this person. It could be with the person knowing or with the person not knowing. So we need to literally do like, let's see the person's TV. This is the kind of person that. So people have like set up their like their rules. Because at the end of the day, if you are talking about a relationship that is two years, because it's all about honesty and communication. If you are going to be without sex for two years, if you are going to, if you are like a very, very, um, if you are a sexual person and then you are in a long distance relationship and you really love this person, let's say you were even in the same city and then this person relocates and you really love the person and then you need to look for a way to make it work. You cannot lie to yourself and say, oh, I can stay two years. Oh, we are going to be fine two years. If two years is good for you, how about her? How about the other person? You get what I mean? So I think it's also about honesty. If we are being honest, if you say, okay, this year, we are going to do outside away, away match only once, or you can only do away match three times, and you know that that's, there is that room for honesty and you trust each other, I think that it can work. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know what? We need I, to untangle. Saying, keep, keep your options. We need to untangle African men and open relationships because I feel like open relationships only work for African men if the man is the one doing the opening. There's no open relationship that would work with any form of rule where an African man will tell a woman and say, oh, it's okay. You know, he may know that she's playing away match, but he may not, he may know because the sense is 
but to give the stamp of authority to say story stamp of approval to say you know you can go ahead and just make sure i know the guy or just make sure you don't sleep the same person twice just make sure you don't have sex more than four times in a year because we're in a relationship I need, I need to, I need to, I need, we need to get a group of men into this conversation. I just ask them these questions, honestly. Yeah. Because Michael, I think that you being a yogi, sometimes you speak from a position of, oh, you know, it's love and light. <laughs> let's go back to the African men. Well, actually, Tony, please, let's ask you, can you be in an open relationship? Where you are not the one doing the opening. You are not the only one doing the opening. <laughs> I don't know how to answer the question, but I think <laughs> I think I can consider it. <laughs> I can consider it. It's about it's about dialogue and coming to some sort of agreement and understanding. Because there are two things here, Yems. Which is mm -hmm. why a lot of people are running around like, you know, running around and hiding and stuff like that. And a lot of, we care so much about what every other person that is not in a relationship thinks, uh, what the outside world thinks. Because I feel like for the African people, for African people in general, African women, men, African people in general, there they will be that factor of what will people think? You know, if people know that we are doing this or how would it look like? Um, the, that factor will also be there. So let's not even kid ourselves. That factor will be there. But I think that if we are being honest, if you sit down with someone and you're really being honest with the person and you see that this thing is needed, I think <clears throat> you can do some sort of agreement, some sort of understanding. Because you can lie to yourself and say, oh, I can do without. Oh, she can do without. We can do without for two years. Come on. Like, okay, I'm now, not now, impossible. now I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying, like, all things considered. So that's why a lot of people are hiding and running around. Pretty much the same thing with marriages. If you know that your marriage, in this marriage, there is something that you need, and then you know you cannot get it from your partner, then communicate with your partner you cannot give me this thing but i really need this thing without this thing it will break me how do i get this thing let's say your partner is not somebody that can offer emotional support your partner is an um, african man i'm not generalizing but african man and your partner cannot give you shoulder to cry on or your partner cannot sit down and cry with you or your partner does not know how to you might need someone that can do that you can you might find that in a friend it doesn't need to be intimate or sexual you might find that in a friend. Your partner cannot be everything to you. But with the concept of relationships in Africa or in Nigeria, people tend to think that the partner should be everything. Your partner should be your best friend. Your partner should be the person you cry to about, you know, things pertaining to women. Your partner should be the th person you're crying to about things pertaining to, you know, career-wise, your job. Your partner should be the person you're crying to reg regarding things pertaining to your family. Of course, your partner should be in the middle, but your partner might not even be very equipped to be that person. A friend that you've known longer might be more equipped. But because you've got to marry, you cut everything off. I have this person. This person is my all. Your partner cannot be, every, be everything to you. So I feel like the sooner that couples get to that point of having honest conversations and, you know, com, uh, open communication where you say, oh, it's not anything that you are doing. It's not anything that is wrong with you. It's just that this need you just don't have the capacity to fulfill it. I'm not saying you should go and tell your partner <coughs> your father cannot satisfy your, your, your own. I'm not, I'm not there, but I feel like if we have these honest conversations, then we would be able to easily find ways to navigate this. And this includes long distance relationships and the need for um, to open a relationship if the long distance is affecting the relationship. Because at the end of the day, guess what? You go and do your own sugar. 
she will do her own. And then both of you, you will be lying to yourselves. Then one day it blows up and then it's this whole thing. Meanwhile, if there was an open communication or an, an agreement that, okay, this is how we can navigate. And then there is that lying because when you lie, it keeps on piling up. So many things can make a relationship go south, but I just feel like opening it up to some extent can be a way forward. Better ask Will Smith and Jede. <laughs> all right we'll definitely get to entangle this see you guys this is a lot more that we thought that we we're going to do today and we're definitely going to explore some of these topics more more uh in this new season so you guys when are we coming back on uh live i hear crickets <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're going to find a way to, I mean, break down a schedule that works uh, because right now we're still recording podcasts and then we're going to drop a message or two from where we start the weekends of the live show. We're also thinking about going on Clubhouse so that all of you guys can hang out with us at the same time. Um, I have this card game I've been trying to play with everybody that, that breathes. So maybe at some point you guys can join us on there. Uh, but for now... We thought that we should just have this conversation, keep it you know fresh. Sorry, Yems, you know, Twitter also has something similar to Clubhouse now. So that oh. might be uh, um, spaces. So you know about this, right? I've heard about it. <clears throat> I've heard yeah. about spaces. Yeah. Well, that so, may be good for our Android users then. Yeah. So um, we'll come back in whatsoever format, even if it's just podcast for now. We have busy schedules and Untangled was supposed to be um, a platform that is easy for us, that, you know, things are, we are not really reaching or we are not pushing ourselves beyond our limits and our capacity. So please be patient with us and just, you know, keep supporting, keep um, looking out for our communications and our messages and our posts on when we are going to be back because we don't want other things in our lives to suffer. Yeah, and definitely. It's true, it's true. We don't want other definitely. things in our lives to suffer. And at the same time, these conversations are also important. So we are going to look for a way to balance it out. That way, um, EMS can still take our exams and that way she can save lives. And we can also come and have conversations and hopefully the conversations will save life as well, or lives as well. So. <laughs> Yeah. Tony, anything to say before we let our people go? No, it's good. Good to chat. Good to catch up. Good to <laughs> um, share our thoughts again with you guys and um, hopefully see you soon. All right. Thank you, everybody. It's been fantastic to have this conversation within ourselves, even though we know you're going to enjoy every bit of it. And we do this for you guys. We do this for us as well. I will continue to try and find some time to make sure that we keep on putting these uh, conversations out there. And we want to thank you for your patience so far from the beginning of the year till now. See you guys soon. Adios. Bye. Bye. Bye.